G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, December 17. I'm John Barker and joining me as usual, my colleagues Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, Dan, things are starting to warm up in Queensland for uh, the summer carnival up there. And uh, good things come in small packages. I'd say the most interesting race, even though there's only eight acceptors at Eagle Farm on Saturday, would be the gold edition plate uh, for three-year-olds. There's uh, a few lightly raced undefeated ones. There's three light start winners, and there's the highly rated spiritualized as well. Yeah, it's a really exciting contest. Um, this, as you said, the small field, but look, two of them unbeaten from two starts, uh, one golden boom. The horse has had plenty of, uh, plenty of wraps on it before he even sort of stepped out on debut, and he sort of justified them already. Another one, the Toowoomba horse, End Assembly, he's won his two starts really impressively, and, of course, spiritual, spiritualised, who started favourite pretty much every race, and... And steady, ready was similar sort of profile. Um, plenty of pace in the race. The speed map will be interesting, but uh, yeah, I think it is clearly the highlight based on um, you know just all this talent horses to, to clash. And I guess the colours will be lowered for a couple of them. But look, plenty of other um, highlights on the day. Even though the fields um, are generally pretty small, I think it's a pretty competitive um, meeting and um, some good betting races on the card. Alrighty. Um... Joel, I've uh, written this week that last week saw the last two uh, races worth a million dollars or more in Australia for 2022, the calendar year, and uh, they were the 85th and 86th races worth a million bucks or more. And 10 years ago in 2012, there were 22. So the number of those races has uh, quadrupled. Now, my question for you, and I'm not asking Dan because I'm pretty sure he proofread my story, can you tell me the three horses that won three million dollar or more races in Australia in 2022? Well, that is a very good question. Um, oh, I would say Zaki. No. That's one. No. no. He, he got two. One of them, uh, I thought, would have thought is fairly obvious. Yeah. Uh, well, the Cox Plate, the Cox Plate winner. Yes, Animo. So he's one. Animo. He was. Yeah. He'd be one. Yeah. Uh, and it's. I certainly yeah. got one of them in. Yeah. Okay. Well, so one of them was really surprising. Okay. One. One of them. Probably the the middle pin is uh, a comeback. A, a comeback galloper, Joel. Uh, alligator blood. Yep. Yeah, and the third one you just you won't get in a million years is Ellsberg. <laughs> Ellsberg, wow, yeah. Because uh, because that five, the five diamonds preview was worth a million. Uh, so yeah, pretty pretty interesting. And uh, some other interesting facts uh, is that uh, so J Mac, no surprise, dominated with fourteen of the eighty six wins. Or then you go all the way back to Avdala, Bowman, and Clark on six. Then Craig Williams and Nash Rewilla on five, Zara on four, and then on three you got Tommy Berry, Willie Pike, and Rachel King. So, uh, and and Jamie Carr. But uh, yeah, Rachel King was a bit of a surprise bobbing up there with three of them. Anyway, that's enough of all that. Let's get to Eagle Farm, which is the main meeting this week. And the first of the black type races is race five. It is the Ascot Green Grand Prix Stakes, twenty one hundred metres for three year olds. Of course, it used to be. 
a lead up to the Queensland Derby, but uh, moved to December a few years ago. This one also only eight acceptors, but uh, also, well, in fact, there's four last start winners among the eight acceptors. So which form line are you going with here, Dan? Mixture of both, if that makes sense. And with the Eagle Way winner, uh, Co Valika from the Chris Wallace stable, and most of these horses do come out of that race um, at Doombin a fortnight ago, and I just cannot see them turning the table on this horse. He uh, sat handy, powered away, and, and looked to do it pretty easily, um, this Ocean Park gelding. And look, I think it will, it will I think it'll be a one act, one act affair again. Um, one goes on top and should be hard to beat. There is a couple of different form lines entering the fray this time around, and that's a couple of uh, New South Wales-based runners in tradition from the James Cummings stable, uh, last start Canterbury winner at benchmark 64 level. Um, he looks like he's progressing nicely and should appreciate the rise to 2,100 metres. And Candos Cosmos, which is uh, trained by uh, Terry Croft at the Hawkesbury, his Hawkesbury base, he uh one at Newcastle last start, and prior to that ran fourth in the spring stakes at Group 3 level. Um, so, talented colt, but I think based on what I've seen from Kovalika so far, this prep and his win last start, I think he'll be hard to beat again. So, one on top of three, tradition, four, Candos Cosmos, and I've chucked the five in next cash me. The one who'll go forward and I might give a little bit of a cheeky side up on the pace, but yeah, one, three, four, five. Race 7 at Eagle Farm on Saturday is the Ladbrokes Loch Nag Stakes. That's a 1,400-metre quality listed event. And you have spoken to Matthew Dunn this week for a story in Winning Post. Dan, uh, who trains your top selection? I have, and uh, yeah, Rainbow Connection on top for me. A horse that showed plenty in his first preparation. He um, won on Dabu and then later on the campaign ran placed in a couple of stakes race at 1400 meters one of those was third behind private eye in ellsberg the horse you mentioned earlier um that was sort of 18 months ago and that form has obviously been franked down the track he had a bit of an issue after that a tendon injury put him away for a while and just didn't come up in his subsequent preparation wet tracks and a couple other things were the issue for sort of him not at, being at his best, but this time in his third prep, he's been an excellent, good first up win at this track, over a 1,000 metres. He's hit the line strongly at his past two in New South Wales. 1,400 metres will suit. He plummets in weight to 54 kilos, and whilst this is a, a step up in grade, um, I think he's sort of getting back to that, that sort of ability at early doors, and here fourth up, I think he's uh, going to be one of the ones to beat, Rainbow Connection, nine on top. That said, I think they're... Most of this field have a chance, maybe except with the uh, the exception of the eight animate. Um, some of the other runners in the field can certainly win as well. But the two in next Tolly field thought ran really well first up uh, in, a, in a good form race. And then up in trip last start, had his chance, just couldn't run down Emerald Kingdom, who also lines up in this. Um, he's got a kilo in his favour on Emerald Kingdom here and presents third up. In for third, I've got the seven Robert Moss and the six, the inform you called it up in grade as well, but going well and down on the minimum. My numbers, 9276. And the race that we talked about earlier is race eight, Channel 7, gold edition plate, 1,200 metres set weights for three-year-olds at listed level. Yeah, as I said earlier, the speed map will be interesting. Um, plenty of these, have, yeah, most of these have speed to burn, spiritualised, Golden Boom, 
end assembly, steady, ready to fall sort of more or less in the market. Um, they have led in pretty much all their races. So depending on who gets the better jump, I guess, and who's which rider's willing to sort of lead at all costs, um, regardless of how that sort of pans out, I'm going to be with the four golden boom on top. Just he sort of did take a sit um, on debut. $1.45 favourite there, won by more than six lengths. It was a it was a dominant display and then almost knocked off the uh, the Sunshine Coast track record at 1,000 metres last start. So clearly living up to the hype that was sort of around him before he did debut. And um, whilst this is the toughest race he's faced, I'm going to be with him again, although not with a whole heap of confidence. More a learn race, I think, for me. Spiritualising next stable, mate. Fitness gave out first up. He was resuming over 1,200 metres and sort of did look the winner there late. But, um, yeah, as I said, first up run, he was sort of felt, was feeling for it late. I think with that run under his belt, he'd be a much improved horse. End assembly, the Toowoomba horse, uh, two wins have uh, resulted in, yeah, two wins of combined winning margins, should I say, of uh, 12.1 lengths. And in for fourth, the one, the three steady ready Um Colt, who won in good time against the older horses first up, um, I think can, uh, can win as well. 4-1-6-3. All right. For your specials at Eagle Farm, you start bright and early, and it's a stable mate to your, uh, to your other selection, Rainbow Connection. Yeah, Coco Rocks looks really well placed in that. Uh, she, in the first race, she contested a... A stakes race last start um, and looked was first got 1200 metres and she stuck on quite well I thought behind some really good horses Mimi Lagarde Juan Diva that horses uh, run well since next uh, last week but here she'll lead this for fun there's not much speed in the race and she led at Rose Hill two back and was only chased down by uh, the very smart I am me um, so she has plenty of speed Coco Rocks can run well from the front and back from a listed race to a a Phillies and Mayors benchmark 78. Uh, with the map to suit her, I think she's going to be really hard to beat in the first. Race one, number one, the best. The value comes up in race six with a horse, another horse I think will be leading. That's Big Boy Roy. Look, the form this prep, pretty plain on uh, face value. It was disappointing last start, but he's had two trials since, given pretty soft time with them in both. He's back to Eagle Farm, a track that he is a, a group three winner the last time he raced over the 1800 metres Eagle Farm. I think you, if right, he'll be uh, hard to catch from the front and sort of around $9, I think it's a good each way price. Race six, number two, Big Boy Roy. Joel, what, if anything, caught your eye at Eagle Farm on Saturday? Yeah, there's a couple I'll be backing each way. Uh, race four, number 10, Sailor. Uh, this former Kiwi now with Chris Lee's was a Newcastle winner back in September and then resumed at the Sunshine Coast a couple of Friday nights ago. Just didn't quicken at the top of the straight, then found a bit of trouble. Uh, once he got clear galloping room, he really surged to the line late to just miss. Uh, dropped sharply in weight. Um, will be fitter. And, uh, yeah, two for two, second up. So I think he's over the odds of $10. And in the gold edition, just with a, it's a little query on a couple of these getting to 1200 for the first time. I thought Exo Lady was a good each way play at 15s. She was a month between runs at Doombin the other day and just sort of knocked up in the final 200 metres. But I think that uh, form through that mode plate will hold up. And importantly, she had a good record at Eagle Farm, three from seven. So just reckon with that 
run under the belt and you know, she's yet to win a 1200 too, but just reckon with that 1200 metre run under the belt, she can give you a, a bit of a sight at good odds. Alrighty, the other East Coast venue with some black type on Saturday is Flemington in marvellous Melbourne. And there's two listed races. The first of them, race six, the JRA Trophy. This one is a 2,600 metre handicap. And uh, most of these have been going around for a while, Joel. Yeah, probably just a watch race for me. I've tipped one who hasn't won for a long time and is having his first go at the distance. But number two, Adelaide Ace, I thought it was going pretty well. And just just might have a bit more speed in his legs than some of these if he can run the distance. He's run on the Werribee Cup the other day was good. His last couple, in fact, have been quite good against the tempo in the Eclipse prior to that at Caulfield. He really hit the line well. So he's well-placed with Persan in the race because he's um, he had sort of compressed the weights. He's on the minimum, 54. As I say, he's just got to run the distance, but just... Fresh, fresh legs and a bit of sprint in his legs. I've gone his way from one person who's tough, classy, stay out. He'll be hard to beat. Uh, five, never again. Good job by Reese Goodwin to get this bloke back in winning form. He was more a, a 1,400, 1,600 type uh, in his early days, but he's got him out over ground and finished strongly doing it sand down the other day. And into fourth, I've got number seven, Winifer, uh, but I suspect she may head to the Valley instead on Friday night and be pretty hard to beat. But at this stage, two, one, five, seven. Uh, with the one on top, Persan, it's been a while since his last win, but look, going pretty well, this preparation, in stronger company, and uh, look, good effort out, out the front from the Sandown, uh, Sandown, uh, sorry, Caulfield last start. Uh, I think we'll, look, maps to lead this again, and uh, back in grade, I think we'll take some catching, Person, so he's on top for me, the one in for th- uh, second, I've got the four Cormorant, the... Um, Picked up from a spell now and sort of getting out to a distance that he's going to really appreciate. Some of his runs to prep have been really good. Um, he's been round the mark in pretty much all th- in all four starts his time in and look fifth up and up up in trip. I think key for him. So he's the second pick in for third Adelaide Ace. Uh, he too hasn't won in a while, but I think going well without reward this preparation. Um, back to 54 kilos for this, and he'll be finishing hard. And in for fourth, I have the uh, three noble heights. One, four, two, and three. Uh, yeah, I am with Persan as well to beat noble heights. Never again, and Adelaide Ace, uh, which is one, three, six, and two, uh, one, three, five, and two. I'm sorry. Um, the other black type race at Flemington on Saturday is race seven. Kensington Stakes, 1,000 metre handicap and uh, loses a little bit with uh, the scratching of uh, deep speed, but particularly Alpha 1. So what's going to win this, Joe? Yeah, again, not a lot of confidence, but uh, hoping Yulong Command can bounce back. Uh, it was a little bit disappointing the other day at Caulfield, but Jockey wasn't. 100% happy with his action, so maybe a bit of a forgive run. Prior to that, he was very good down the straight behind the talented Joyful Fortune. Actually had Hell Vorsen behind him there and meets him four and a half kilos better. I waits uh, on a big deal over the short course, but um, yeah, I thought if he could bounce back and find his best form, he could be hard to beat. Six rows courts I've got as the main danger. Did beat Elon Command home comfortably at Caulfield the other day when chasing home Jigsaw. Certainly looks ready to win. I've got Hell Forsen in for third. He's just the proven galloper at this level, isn't he? And five, Ashford Street. He was finding it hard to win. 
but he's never too far away and, and he also came through that joyful fortune race during Cup Week and wasn't beaten too far. Four on top, though, from 6-1-5. and five. The six on top, Rose Quartz, uh, very consistent mare. She's uh, bursting the winter races prep and excellent at Caulfield last start, chasing the informed jigsaw. Down the Flemington Strait, um, she's performed well. She's won pretty convincingly last prep. I was at 1,200 metres. Um, yeah, nice mare, and I think uh, the one to beat in this, albeit not too confident. Got the two in next, Esther LaRocca, uh, Short course troops are a go. Um, she's a winner at 900 metres, 955 metres. The Valley as well. Got decent enough effort first up at Mooney Valley. Back onto a good track for this. Um, she gets through wet track, wet ground okay, but a dry track certainly more uh, her preference and um, has had a jump out since her last start run. So she's the clear second pick. Got Hal Vorson in next, proven down the straight, as Joel said, and in for fourth over the three, Parsifal. 6-2-1-3. And I am with Halverson to beat Rose Quartz, uh, Yulong Command, and Esther LaRocca, 1-6. Four and two per Sam was actually my best on the program. My value bet comes up in the last race, nine, number 14, Jet Jitsu, with the very much in-form Andrew Bobbin stable uh, from Stall. Does draw barrier one and tends to get back, uh, which is... Uh, a possible worry, but uh, I thought at a decent price, Jet Jitsu would be worth something each way. Uh, Joel, talk us through your specials, one of which is going up against Jet Jitsu. Yeah, my best comes up in the last. It's number seven, Corona Lad. He hasn't been able to nail a victory this time in, but he's been racing really well. I struck a couple of heavy tracks, second at Benalla and then second at Caulfield, and then went into that country final on Oaks Day at Flemington and ran pretty well, uh, finishing third. Just the, the 1,600 was the slight query, but I thought he finished it off quite nicely. I like the fact that he's been kept fresh. Back to 1,400. Blake, uh, Blake Shin retains the ride, and we'll get a dry track. So he gets his chance to break through for a deserved win. And the value bet, I'm going to stick with Sharp Response. So I was with him a couple of weeks ago at Pakenham, and it was a bad watch in the straight because uh, he just was held up for most of it and couldn't get clear once he got over heels the last sort of 100 metres. He finished off as well as he could. So, um, yeah, he's been unplaced all four this time in, but I think he's going better than that suggests, and he's come up a pretty big price. So I've got to follow uh, follow him up after last one. Damn. I'll start with my value. Yeah, sorry, go Yes. Yeah, no, you're right. I'll start with my value because it's Joel's best. I'm with Corona Lad. Um, thought it was a good each-way play at that price. And, yeah, not much to add on what Joel said. Back to the 1,400 metres. I think the form around that Torrigine, plenty of time for it, is good form for this. And, um, yeah, he'll be my, my best value, uh, race nine, number seven. The best comes up in race four with um, a three-year-old take on the older horses from the John O'Shea camp. His name's Awesome John. Really impressive win at Hawkesbury last start. Of course, um, this is a much tougher assignment, but like the way he put him away late there. It did have a good run in behind the speed, but um, sort of asked for a bit of an effort. He extended well and, and showed a good turn of foot at 1,800 metres. It was a good win. Third to uh, the uh, to Kovalika last start. Of course, that horse will be hard to beat in Brisbane, as we've touched on. And, look, really progressing nicely in his second campaign. I think he can measure up to these horses and uh, these older horses here and I think also a bit of upside, so willing to follow. Race four, number 14, Awesome John, the best. 
Randwick is the venue for Sydney racing on Saturday. No doubt a few Christmas parties going on there and plenty of horses to bet on with 150-plus acceptors again this week. Joel, what have you found for us? I quite like the program. Uh, we haven't used sort of each-way bets. There's a few at odds that I quite like, but I've made my best value. Race 4, number 11, Tony B. He was a good winner second up, 1,400 to 1,800, almost a month between runs. And then started $3.60 favourite at Rose Hill, stepping to Saturday grade last time out. He pulled up lame and he just didn't sort of quicken. The Mission Phoenix dominated the race from in front. Just the lack of tempo didn't help. And as I said, there was that excuse with him pulling up lame. He's sort of $11 on Saturday, so much bigger price. He drops to 54 and 2,000 metres suits. And there should be more speed here as a few go forward types. So I think he's worth a look each way. And I've made my best Zoo Shack, a very competitive race, race eight. I didn't think he'd be $8.50. thought he might have been a little bit shorter. But like the setup for this guy, he's back to 1,400, his best distance, unbeaten at the trip. He won over 1,400 three starts ago, beating Men's and Missile, giving him a stack of weight. That horse is racing well. His next couple of runs with big weights have been pretty good. He stepped out to the mile last time behind Nugget and held on for fourth. He's been freshened here four weeks off. As I said, back to 1,400. He looks to get the right run close to the speed from gate four. And whilst there are a few chances in this race, I thought he'd be hard to beat. My best comes up in race three in the midway with the uh, the five with your blessing. Lightly raced four-year-old from the John Thompson stable. Um, it looks like quite a promising horse. The first up win at Newcastle was was really good. Wide draw there, um, got back, was wide in the run. Uh, not a whole lot went right early on, and but he charged home to win. Very good win to the eye. To a city race second up, slightly trip. I thought he was closed off pretty well there. Maybe not as dynamic uh, as the first up win, but it was a good effort nonetheless, running on well into third. Strikes a similar race here, third up, and um, I think rising to 1,200 metres will suit him. He's uh, some good sort of runs on the board in uh, his short career, and I think third up here will be ready to go up and trip. So hard to beat. Race three, number five, with your blessing. The value on the last of, with a Chris Waller runner, but not the the one the market's sort of leaning towards at the moment in Frumos, who was obviously a horse that was quite unlucky uh, first up, as she was last preparation as well. But I'm with the stable mate, Bella Rouge, um, here fourth up, I think she's a really good mare, uh, this horse, and she was good in that um, same race as Frumos. She's finished fourth, Frumos was sixth. Of course, Frumos didn't have as not much luck, but she was a long way back off from Belarus, ran on really, really well under the 59.5 kilos, um, and here fourth up over a distance she likes. I think she's a, a good each-way play in the last arena. week. race 10, number two. Alrighty, Gawler out near or in the Barossa is the venue for SA Metro Racing on Saturday. Dan, what have you found for us there? Not, not much I do like at Gawler, admittedly. There's a couple, though, and the best of those is race four, number three, Carry the Musket. Last start winner at this track. Uh, trained here, got a good record. And Alice Wong, who um, rode... In last start, sticks on here, gets three kilos off, uh, came from last in the small field, got up right on the line to win there. And look, the Sable's going quite well at the moment, got a good run of form, and 
think that they can keep it going here with Carry the Musket. This doesn't look much harder to what he saw last start and um, a bit more speed here engaged. I think he can uh, be charging home late and be hard to hold out. Race four, number three. The value comes up in the penultimate race. Race eight, number four, Thrill Kill. Uh, first up at Moorfield Park's in a tougher race to what he sees here and just sort of back in the field wide and didn't really uh, finish off there, but he does improve sharply second up. Two wins and a second from three second up runs. He's a pretty consistent horse, really. He's at the four wins, but plenty of minor placings throughout his 25 starts. Get some weight relief here, and as I said, he's back in grade um, for this. So thrill kill. We've got a better run, closer to the speed this time from Barrier 3. I think he ticks a lot of boxes and pretty keen on him each way. Race 8, number 4. Joel, any thoughts on Gawler? No, nothing for me there, Barps. All righty. Ascot, uh, we are racing again at in Perth. Pinnacles Carnival is over, but uh, there's still some quality racing on as we head towards Perth Cup in the new year. Uh, in particular, on Saturday, race eight is the Ted Van Hemst Stakes, 2,100 metres, group two, worth quarter of a million. And uh, it is a wait-for-age race, and a few of the invaders who ran well behind the gun local filly Amelia's Jewel in the northerly stakes have stuck around. The uh, minor place getters there being Ironclad and Steinem. And that is the way that uh, our man Greg Hooper has gone in reverse order. I think Steinem can turn the table. Steinem to beat Ironclad. And then the locals, Maricino and Chile, is hot. 10 for 3 and 11 in race 8 for Hoops. And in race 6, which is the Starstruck Classic for Phillies and Mares, over 1,600 metres, he likes the impressive uh, last start winner indeed. Five wins in a second from this uh, preparation. Al Safina to beat Treasured Star, Bazoom and Gunmetal Grey, 6 1, 2 and 7. Hoops is best, race 3, number 1, Vane Tempest. Value bet, race 5, number 13, Goddess of Giving. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman Joel, they are racing at Trentham in Wellington and Tarapa in Hamilton. Yeah, Trentham on Saturday. Uh, they've got a couple of stakes races. There's the meeting move from Arwapuni, who uh, lost their meeting last Saturday after just one race. A few track issues there. Um, my best comes up in the Manawatu Cup, which is race eight, number six, Soprano Supreme. Uh, she was my value bet when winning at Tarapa a couple of weeks ago. It was a good performance too, because just like her previous run, there wasn't much pace in the race, um, and she had to do it sort of all herself coming from the back. This time she was able to get up and win right on the line. She's a promising staying mare. She gets in on the minimum here, 53 kilos, and draws to not get as far back. So hopefully won't get um, dictated to by the tempo because she won't be right out the back like she has been her last couple. So I think she can be very hard to beat race eight. And my value bet, I'm sticking with RJB, race six, number 16. She's been my value bit the last two weeks and uh, hasn't gone around through, um, I think two weeks ago she was scratched, last week meeting abandoned. Uh, first up, didn't have much luck. She's run some pretty good races on rain-affected ground and, um, yeah, this is pretty much sort of the same race as uh, she was going to contest last week. So, again, I think she's worth an each-way play. And at Tarapa, my best bet is race six, number 11, Leona Raw. Well-bred mare from the Andrew Forsman yard. Showed potential in her first prep. Had a long time off. 
resumed with a maiden win at Rotorua. It was a bit of a messy race because it was a very heavy track and they were just scouting the outside rail. Uh, but it was a good win and I think she's better than that and can keep progressing. And my value bet is Miss Ella, race eight, number 10. Showed good improvement second up, loomed to win and then didn't quite finish off, but has been back to the trials, so should be rock hard, fit, ready to go third up. From a good draw, she gets her chance to break through. Alrighty, that wraps up our uh, preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Pick him to win and punt him to place. You blokes close but no cigar last week. Mine, She Dances, was scratched. Is supposed to be running this week in the first at Flemington on Saturday. And I'm tipping her. But for my lazy lobster, I'm going to go a horse, which is second up, which usually does improve second up. Wasn't disgraced first up. And that's race three, number one, Swords Drawn, the former Kiwi with Mike Moroni, and uh, I've just had a look and <laughs> paying uh, 34 bucks, so I uh, might have just lost a leg that I don't know about, but I'm going to go, uh, look, I'm going to go place only. Swords drawn, 20 bucks a place. Joel? Yeah, me and Daniel, we've both got swords drawn in our top four as well. Yeah, he looks over the odds. Um, can improve. My $20 bet, I'm going to wait till the last at Flemington and make it Corona Lad, race nine, number seven. Uh, Eagle Farm, race one, number one, Coco Rocks. Alrighty, well, we're bound to get a collect out of that lot. Uh, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It's online now. It's in the shops first thing Friday morning. All the form for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Plenty of great features and reading besides. Other than that, have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.